Hello, and welcome to Faking Lit, a book club podcast in which I sit down with some very good friends and we talk about a book that we have read. My name is Kshinti, and if reading books is cool, then call me Miles Davis. Joining me at this table today, feeling the vibes. Hi, uh, I'm Simon Mayo, and I'm on Mark Cuck Mode. Wow! And thanks for having us. Wait, oh, I absolutely could... terrific show, and I very much liked your song. Thank you. I very worked very hard on it. Oh, I think your name sounds familiar to me. Um, what? And not just because I invited you on the show, but um, I invited you on the show specifically because I wanted. Some expert opinions on uh, culture, and you seem to me to be the type of people who have your finger on the pulse of what the uh, cultural zeitgeist is. Yeah, we have our fingers lots of places, don't we? We have our fingers all over the. I mean, our film review show is the second highest rated That's right. show on, on the radio. Oh my goodness! You see, okay, all right, all right. Is it though? Yes. Okay, I guess you could say that. Okay. Um, that's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, so you, you, your, your main, like, uh, medium is film reviews. Entirely a medium. It's the only medium in which I can communicate. Oh, oh well, that sounds... It's caused a lot of problems with my wife. The good teacher outside. Oh, okay. I thought you were about to say The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, which is the name of a film. Um, but no. No, um, I don't like that film. Okay. That, no, I'm, not here to ju- ju- I'm not here to judge your film cho- choices. I'm just um, I'm just saying that like uh, the way that you just described yourself as only being able to communicate through film reviews, it sounds like you might be on the spectrum, maybe? Not very offensive. Well, I'm, not, I'm just, I'm just yeah, saying. that's not really uh, what the kind of comments that we were hoping how to... Many, how many guests have you uh, had he's on? He's come here and then he just <laughs> accused every, so about half the guests on the show of being on the spectrum. Yes, on the spectrum CX. Oh, but it's weird that you've stacked up all these boxes. Yes, no, no, exactly, exactly. Maybe they seem to be cracking. Oh, I misunderstood go. that. Yeah, I thought you were there terrific you go. No, no, no. It was a great console, wasn't it? Yeah, but yes. like, like I said, only for people who communicate purely through film reviews. Though. Yes. Like me, like me. You know, I, I get where you come from. I, I mean, not for film reviews. I, I review books. This is my thing. Oh. I like talking about and reading books. And I mean, you, you like talking about and watching films. I do. And reading films. I watched Black Swan films. the other day. Yeah. What did you think about that? Didn't get it. Uh, which one's Black Swan again? It's one with Natalie Portman. Mm-hmm. It's not really about dancing, Black Swan. Okay, what's it about? Really, it's about infidelity. Oh, really? Infidelity? Mm. Who? Okay, so is what? Is is Natalie Portman's character having an affair? In well, a metaphorical affair. A metaphorical affair with who? She <laughs> an affair with dancing, relating to she's having an affair with dancing to with, being with a good the swans. Dance, with, with the, the swans. swans. It's been she's having an affair with a swan. 
I, I, I'm sorry. Just a little side note: the microphone's falling over. So I'm going to like. That would never happen on off. I know. I'm sorry about this. Yeah, chaps. we're on BBC Fifty Five Five. So oh, okay, okay. So 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 uh, I sorry about that. Um, sorry to the listeners at home, but um, just to get back on track. Uh, tell me about your film reviewing expertise, your uh, the breadth of your experience. How did you get involved and started in film reviewing in the first place? Um, why don't you go first? Well, we watched. Man. Well, we well, we went to uh, the what's the place? The place where they cinema. show the cinema films. The Cannes Film Festival. We went to Cannes Film oh, I hated Festival. There. We hated there. We thought this place has got too many people and. Not enough there's, films. There's not enough films. So we just, we phoned up the BBC. This was in the 60s, of course. And we said we'd like a show. In the 60s? Wow. We'd like a show. We were 12 years old. 12 years old? I wasn't even married then. Wow, okay. He wasn't even married to the good teacher <laughs> outside. I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought up. Those were going to be my next few questions. How old are you and are you married? <laughs> that was going to be my next line of inquiry. Of course I'm married. Have you, you met my wife? You just know how to... You just know exactly. I don't know who your wife is. You know, who well, your we wife? thought there were too many movies and or not enough movies and too many people. So we thought if, if the BBC could give us a room where we could watch movies and then be only just me and uh, and Mark, it would be a lot better. And then it just grew from there, really. It spiralled out of control. I mean, that's very good, Simon, but I've kind of moved on from that point. I just want to find out who Mark's married to. Like, uh, Look at the good teacher outside. The good teacher outside is She's your wife. a teacher of film understanding. Wait, that's her name? University of... Popchester. Popchester. So that's her name. I don't know where she is now or what she's doing. (laughs) What? What? She... You said... She could be doing anything. Okay, okay. So the good teacher outside is her name? (laughs) No, we use a pseudonym. Okay. On the the episodes that we do. Oh, I see. That's yeah, we, we did we did the episodes TV series with Matt LeBlanc. And we <laughs> and used a pseudonym character. for that, so we, we actually went yeah. by Chris Kringle and Terence Cramblands. Okay, and not, the not the good teacher outside. No, that's, that's his wife's that's pseudonym. pseudonym. Oh, okay, and okay, prosthetic okay. masks. Okay. <laughs> yes, prosthetic <laughs> masks. They were prosthetic. Oh, he always makes fun of how I say prosthetic. <laughs> oh, he's such a... Prosthetic. Well, you know, I just say it like a normal person, whereas he insists on speaking like a like a, like a, like a, like a ball of gas. Okay. Well, I, I see the, that's the sort of dynamic I see between you. So you're the normal one and he's the ball of gas one. <laughs> he's like, he's like a sort of, uh, like a, like a, an anthropomorphized, like, Jupiter. Oh, it's like... Oh, I thought you were going to say something else there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm just, you know, I'd say regular things. That's a really <laughs> weird way to describe it as well, a big ball of Jupiter. Because technically, Jupiter is a ball. It's a very it's big ball. It's actually an ovoid. Oh, okay, okay. See, that's the other thing. You seem to be a stickler for the uh, the, 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 the details. Um, uh, well, you've got to be if you're a film reviewer. I mean, okay, I think I can learn a lot from you two, actually. Um, because, uh, well, I don't think you really can. Can you actually learn anything? That's, uh, can reviews actually teach anything? I don't know. Wait a second. You don't think reviews can teach people anything? Well, I don't know. I don't know much. I learned all of my studies from reviews. You learned all your studies from reviews? I went to the Experimental School of Reviews. Where is that based? Experimental School. Based in Surrey. (laughs) 
Every <laughs> episode was presented as a review of popular culture. Oh. Maths was hard. Yeah, I can imagine. I don't see that many movies. Oh, there's that movie Pie, which is about maths. That's a good movie. Yeah, and if you review it, you find He doesn't have a wife in that film. No, he doesn't. Is that an important thing, you think? That you have to, like... Uh, well, I'd just like to know who does and who doesn't okay. and where they are. Okay, okay. I see, okay, right. So, this is good. This is a great opportunity. Okay, okay. This is... um. I, I know what I said at the beginning of the show, just to explain it to you again. What we do here is, is a, this is a book club podcast. We talk about books on this show, okay? Um... I think in many ways, films and books, very similar, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is a, a film but a book that moves on a screen? Huh? That's how I think about like it. Like anyway. in the beginning of The Princess Bride. Exactly. Well, imagine if you like had the film canister in front of you right there, and you just sort of like reeled it out really quickly and looked at each picture... And it was going past your eyes at 42 frames per second. Sorry, 24 frames per second. That's just basically like reading, except really, really fast. So I think there's a lot of similarities between uh, both uh, films and books. So not too much of a stretch for you to uh, get your brains around this uh, this book. Well, have a go. We'll give it a good old college try. Okay, interesting. Okay, let's, so today's book for discussion, and I'm sure you're both familiar with it, Very. Uh, is uh, A Clockwork Orange by Anthony Burgess. Uh, controversial, uh, incendiary, transgressive work of literature, and of course, famously adapted into a, a film by Stanley Kubrick, which was a then, great film. It was one of the greats. Um, banned in this country. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, we, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, but it was banned in this country for a number of years and then became uh, available to watch recently. Now, first question is, obviously, this is all narrated from the point of view of Alex DeLarge, the Droog, who is the uh, protagonist of The Clockwork Orange, and it's all narrated in the vernacular of the youth of the future times that he lives in, which is NADSAT. So everything you read is written in NADSAT. Now, that's going to be a little bit of a problem to get to grips with because it's a language that you don't actually know. Um, it's vaguely familiar, and I believe that uh, Burgess, who was a linguist, adapted little bits and pieces from uh, uh, Russian and um, other European Slavic languages and cr- to create his made-up future youth slang. Obviously, the movie, Glockwork Orange, uses Nadsat, but there's not so much of a problem because you've got characters saying it, and you've got the uh, language of cinema itself painting the pictures for you. The book, though, is completely de- uh, dependent upon you understanding what these words are and kind of learning how to speak Natsa. Now, did you find this to be a uh, severe obstacle in getting into the book? No, not really. I speak Natsa at home. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. When did you learn Natsa? Um... I don't know when. (laughs) (laughs) You just started speaking it one day. Yes, I suppose I did. Um, ah. (laughs) You're right, you're right. Every now and again, you see, uh, Mark has these uh, visions that come to him in the form of uh, uh, invisible mist that comes in from under the doors. And, you know, I can see them as well, but I, I choose to ignore them. 
Yes, can you um, outline this particular vision that I okay, had? Okay, well, this, this one was actually a turkey that was dressed up in a costume as a fox, and it was waving uh, a pistol in the air, shouting, Not on my watch, Obama. Wow, so okay. that happens, stuff like that happens, but I don't really think it means much. You share visions of invisible mist. <laughs> yeah, well, I well, they're invisible to like you. That. When did you start having sharing these visions? Oh, well, we sold our soul in the first episode of the show yes. back in, uh, back the, in the 60s. visions happened. So this happened when you were both kids, you started seeing these visions. Well, well, 12 the, years old. Well, the visions happened some 20 years later, just after I'd married my wife. So... He said the first time you did the show, which was in the 60s, and you said 20 years later, well, uh, we were married we, we did so in the 80s. We sold our souls in the 60s. And then 20 years later, you had your first I movie. went away on a trip, and you were helping my wife with the groceries. And, she and ordered we, too many groceries. <laughs> and then we started having these visions. What was the first vision that you had? Uh, I think it was a, a, sl- a block of cheese being uh, grated by itself, and it was looking in horror as it was turning into grated cheese. I mean, oh, these gosh. things are meaningless, you okay, know. Okay. Uh, did you did you shrug it off back then as well? We've or? never bothered to interpret any of them. <laughs> you never, and you've never really talked to a doctor or anything. Or? This is the first time we've ever talked about it out loud, actually. Yeah, well, a lot of people like don't understand what we're referring to in our reviews, but. <laughs> What, this has happened whilst you've been on air as well? Yeah. Uh, you're in the middle of a, a, a film review, and then suddenly you'll start seeing the, the invisible mist forming stuff, and you'll comment on it and not refer to it ever again. Yeah, well, one time it appeared as um, a 14th century uh, jouster. Okay. And uh, he started whispering sweet nothings in uh, Mark's ear here, but we we powered through. I didn't through. like that very much at all. Wow, uh, this is this sounds like um, uh, this is, sounds like an interesting phenomenon. Um, a shared uh, visual hallucination between two people. I've never heard. Any, it's extraordinary. I've well, never heard. It, like it is tricky. Sometimes we don't know what's real. Okay. But that, we don't let that stop us from watching movies, you know? Yeah, does that ever impede your ability to appreciate a movie? If you're watching a movie in the middle of it, you see some visual mist, <laughs> like something happens. Oh, and actually, it. it's improved some movies. Oh, which ones? Which ones? Um, all of the Adam Sandler movies. Oh, zing, zing. Yeah, because Rocky appears as a mist in all of the Adam Sandler movies and just much beats improved, him up. Much improved. That was, that's, that would be <laughs> Rocky fun. Balboa. Do you know Rocky Balboa? Have you heard of that? Have you read that movie? I've, I've, I've seen the Rocky, well, which, Rocky Balboa, which is the fifth one in the series, of the, oh, sorry, the sixth one in the series. He's originally called Rocky, right? Yeah, I'm sorry, I just want to get Rocky, confused. Rocky, yeah. rock hard. Yeah, right, right, right. But, okay, so... <laughs> rock hard, Jones. <laughs> so, so, wait, wait, hold on a second, let me get this straight. So he comes in and he punches Adam Sandler when he's trying to use his click remote. I but, like every Adam Sandler film, aside from Punch Drunk Now. So you like the Adam Sandler movies <laughs> because they're improved by your invisible mess, which you accept is your hallucination. Do you think that Adam Sandler movies should get the credit for something that you hallucinated? If it's not going to be a pretty, well, if you're recommending ha- Adam Sandler movies, now, watch out for the scene in which Rocky Balboa appears as a f- in the form of mist and punches Adam Sandler in this movie. It's the best running joke I've ever seen in any of the movies. It happened in The Water Boy. It happened in F- Fifty First Dates, and it happened in Happy Gilmore. It's 
Brilliant. Didn't happen in Punch Drunk Love, though. Oh, why not? Because Paul Thomas Anderson exercised too much directorial control. <laughs> so, you, so Paul Thomas Anderson exercised so much directorial control, your brain said, yeah, I'm not going to hallucinate Rocky Balboa during um, this one. Well, we don't want to get involved in illegal. No, of course not. Of course not. But we, I mean, another thing that happened in when we were watching one of the Stanley Kubrick's movies, we, we mm. saw that there was a... It, we, we imagine the mist turned into a, a wall of blood that came gushing down the corridor. Ooh, which was, all was, sorts was of strange things happening. And then it, we were watching a Spartacus. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, that hap- that's probably a hallucination. No, I'm joking, it was the shining. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, the shining, okay, that, where they shin each other. That's That actually happens in the movie. You were not hallucinating. Ooh. There's a lot of crazy stuff that happens in... Oh, yeah. Sorry, was just a little bit of air. Okay, okay. It was a fart. I'm sorry. That's all right. That's all right. Fart away. Fart away. Yeah. I will get it in editing. Um, that actually happened. That actually happened in the movie. That was an hallucination. Oh, come off it, right, guys. I'm I'm a I'm a bit wary now. I just think that like with two hallucinating like critics, I I'm not sure if you're oh, able look at that. to like. Look at that. Whoa! I can't it's, see it. Look at that one. The famed comedian Harold X. Is I wonder if he's got any funny jokes for us. Oh, he's making he's making his head into a balloon. Is he saying anything funny? No, no. He's just, he's, that might actually might be Harren. Then he's it might, might be very annoyed at everyone. That still sounds like Harren. That actually might be him. I can't see him now. He's saying "fuck off." What about you, mate? Oh, okay. I'm not having that. What, what about me? <laughs> I don't. I, I'm not sure if that was a hallucination or if that actually was Harren, because that seems like like your brains are familiar with Harren quite well. Um, I, woke, I wonder if my wife knows anything about him. <laughs> what Do you refer to your wife as an expert opinion on your hallucinations? Well, often my wife knows the people that I hallucinate. Oh, really? Okay. That's interesting. What's going on there? Oh. I don't know. Well, okay. Look, as I, look, my original point was that like I don't know if you're uh, necessarily qualified to um, give an objective opinion. On I suppose we can go home then. We call it a day. Yes, let's go home. What? what Maybe what you... I'll catch my wife doing something. <laughs> hold on a second. Hold on a second. Not so, not so hasty, fellas. Uh, just because you can't, like, like, as I said, films might not be your forte. Mm, but they books, are my forte. But I don't know if they are. I don't know if they are. There's a visual medium, and a hallucinating <laughs> film critic's not great, but books are more for your mind. I mean, it's visual in a way, but it's not dependent on, like, you can tell when you're hallucinating when you read a book, right? Because yes. it's, like, like, it's not going to be like, and then more of the book appeared in my vision. It's literally going to be some crazy stuff that happens. So I think maybe books are more your speed. Mm. Well, I mean, like, did you have any visions whilst you were reading A Clockwork Orange? I hallucinated Brad Pitt. Uh-huh. See, that had nothing to do with the book, does it? No. So you can still comment on the book, because you know that was a hallucination, whereas you didn't know that the blood thing in The Shining was actually part of the movie. That's true. I hallucinated a lot of violence in this book. Uh, you didn't hallucinate that there's quite a fair bit of violence in this book? There was book. one scene in this book I especially liked. What was that? Ooh, I won't say. Oh, you've got to. I mean, don't worry about it. We are all like um, reviewers and critics here. Mm-hmm. And it's a book club. We're here to talk and share. We can't really not talk about the important things in the book. Go on. Yeah. Just go and say it. Just let it There's out. that scene where they have sex with that guy's wife. That's right. I, I mean, it's not just have sex, though, is it? No, it's like, very nasty. It's Yeah, it's non-consensual. It's very, very nasty. Let's actually have a talk about... We talked about like the language before. Do you think that the language... 
lessens the impact of the violent things that you read or do you, and are you grateful for that or does it enhance it in a way um I don't know what do you think Simon well, aren't you meant to be an expert on cultural <laughs> critique I've never like, you don't know I thought well, you have a good. little thing okay okay okay. Fair well enough. I like that they're drinking milk in this, in this book I think <laughs> Oh, he's sorry, he's thinking. Like, yeah, no, his, his, his thoughts will be ready pulsing. in about. Go, go ahead, go ahead. Let, let him interrupt you. <laughs> Simon, <laughs> Simon. When he, when he starts to panther out like that, it means he's nearly ready. Okay, okay, I'm ready, I'm ready then. I'm ready to receive this knowledge. He's reverted, he pressed refresh. Simon, oh, my, just get... my thoughts oh. are ready now. Okay, let's. Uh, what are well, your thoughts? I thought was that. The, the childish nature of it actually heightens the brutal reality because of the juxtaposition. You think it's childish? Oh. The childish nature of the playful language. Ah, because he refers to sex as the old in and outs. Yeah. And he, um, uh, For me, it is the only the old in. Mm. <laughs> just, you're just there forever then. Shoots bullets, this guy. <laughs> so, so you just take up residency. Like, once you, with the first act of penetration, you hadn't you realize, I don't have to go anywhere now. Well, he goes in and he goes out the well, other end. Well, no, he just said he doesn't go out. <laughs> well, okay. He just goes in. I go in, and then I go out, and that's when the real fun happens. <laughs> what does that mean? I'm not going to spell it. Yeah, out. okay, that sounds a bit salacious. It's kind of salacious. I'm sorry, that's none of my business, really. Uh, what did you mm. think, Simon? Do you think? Do you like the language employed in this uh, uh, book? Do you like the Nadsat uh, con- concept of a book written in this sort of like uh, no, what, what future I language? Understand is is Vladimir Pantins? Who's that? The King of Russia. Uh-huh. He's mm. meant to somehow take over England. Right. But I don't understand how Vladimir Puntins is going to get to England and make everyone start talking all funny like in this. So they don't really explain it. So I don't really understand why. And then I don't understand also uh, trigonometry. Uh, that's just... Well, that's another issue. That's another issue. So but clock does works. understand that? The clockwork. I don't understand. Also, they're not using digital clocks. It's all clockwork. I don't... There's too many questions, and it's not as good as Avengers Infinity War. Whoa, okay. That seems like a very, very odd place and odd thing to compare a Clockwork Orange to. Uh, Avengers Infinity War is a solid movie. It's a very good movie. But uh, I don't know if it has as much to say about the nature of uh, humanity as a Clockwork Orange. Oh, I think that's not true at all. Okay, why is that then? It's got lots to say. How many characters does the Clockwork Orange have? Well, it, it's in the, just barely makes double digits, but it's Whereas mostly about one person. Infinity War has so many Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So that says that man can be a spider. And then it has Guardians of the Galaxy Man. And there's like four of them. Right. There's Iron Man. It means it's that man, man can be an iron. There's... there's Doctor Strange, it means that some doctors aren't normal. Okay. There's Black Widow, that's that black people can be white sometimes. <laughs> and, they can, and also that they could have the husbands who are dead. Yes, yes, there's... Because I didn't previously know that. Okay, okay. Uh, 
Look, I'm not saying that like Infinity War wait, has nothing wait, wait, to say wait, wait. about Captain America. Uh, no, no, no. We don't. And have that to... means that man can be an American. Oh, Captain! Right, right. I get, I, then, I get this. I get, I get. There's, there's the Hulk. The Hulk. I often feel a lot like the Hulk. Me too. Uh, me too. I really related to the Hulk. I thought he was a really juicy guy. Okay, I get. And there was the Hulk as I, well. I get, and they didn't drink any milk though, so that is one con against Avengers Infinity One. All right, I get where you're going with this, and I get how this works. Like, I mean, but there's also the Captain of Wankinder, who's <laughs> oh, uh, Black, Black Panther. Panther. Black, there's two Black, Black Panthers. So, it's, so, it's a, so black people, good. black characters can also be black as well. So that's right. good to know. Okay, I, I get what you're doing here with your reading of um, superheroes. That's not technically Thanos, what it means. Which just means that people can be purple as well. I, I mean, it, all it means, like um, what you've just pointed it out, references like, uh, it. Uh, that like su- superheroes are great. People could be superheroes, which is not necessarily true because it's all about exceptionalism. But there's a man without an arm who has a metal arm, right, even right, better right. than a regular I arm. I get that, which but shows people that are disabled normal. people are even so better than not normal, normal people. people I, I think Chin hates disabled people. I just well, say yeah, that. that's it. I mean, or he just likes disabled people and rape. That's not what. Where are you picking up that? Where are you picking that up from? Well, we wanted to talk about Avengers Infinity Ones, and you 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 keep on going back to all the rape scenes (laughs) in Chocolate Orange. I did not go back to Terry's Chocolate Orange. No, I did not do that. Scene with Dawn French. That is not what I did. Anthony Bourdain. Do not try to (laughs) turn this into your sick, deranged fantasy. I never said that. I was not a fantasy. (laughs) What, What did you? actually do it <laughs> no no we're just okay 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 that that's not a flu- yeah okay well, well that scene when when the, when don french with the chocolate orange rapes anthony bourdain <laughs> come is, on is really <laughs> people 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 guys, guys i later on. heard come that he, it was all play it was a play God, gentlemen, this is a respectable <laughs> show okay this is a respectable show and that's not me that's not what baking it's about uh, look. What is it about? It's about talking about books. It's talking about books, and it's trying to talk and have a highbrow conversation about literature. Can we? Can we? Can we try to get our minds out of the gutter? Right, a chocolate orange. Right, the, yeah, the Anthony Bourdain a, story. Clockwork orange. When he's in Russia with Vladimir Pundins and he's talking about milk all the time. Did you read this book, Simon? Well, I could. I could talk about that, uh, but I think we have to go to a commercial break. Yes, we do. Wait, what? Time for a commercial break. Time for a commercial break. We'll be right back after Uh, these words from our sponsors. Are you ready to eat enough cereal? (laughs) No? Well, just wait 20 minutes. You'll be hungry. You cereal. It's there in 20 minutes. What are you doing? What was that? Why Why did you do that? <laughs> why did you do that? That was very right. strange. That was very Welcome strange. Back. Welcome back. Uh, <laughs> that was, no, wait, hold on a second. We need to address what you just did there. That was really strange. You said, go to a commercial break, and fake it never does commercial breaks, and then you just did that. Why did you do that? It was a commercial. I don't know. I don't for what? Know. For what? Things. What was that for? Cereal. So you like cereal? I love cereal. I don't know what that was, though. Oh, sorry. Let's just play it again. What? <laughs> what? 
Are you hungry? Do you, do you want to... Can you wait until you've had enough cereal? Well, no, not hungry. Okay, wait 20 minutes and you can have some cereal. Have some cereal. Bom. Mm, Damn it's just an advert for the concept of cereal. <laughs> yeah, in 20 minutes. In 20 minutes, cereal. Also, what was that music? What was that music? Can I, where can I download that song from? Try to catch you. Spotify. Can you play it again? It's a Rolling Stones hidden track. You, are you hungry? Did some improvising on that last one. You rip oh, I'm in a band. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, so now we're here. Okay, so you asked us about this raping milk. No, I did not say that. Look, I did not say that. Uh, we don't. We actually would rather talk about cereal, but you seem to be so fixated on this raping. No, uh, that's not element. what I am focused upon. I am okay. 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 Look, fair enough. Fair enough. There's some really, really nasty scenes. That I've we like the milk. We thought the milk was a good idea. The milk was good. The but milk- there's milk laced with drugs. We it's like not, that. Yeah. not cow's milk for you, though, Simon. No, I drink so- solely oat milk. I didn't expect that, did you? Yeah, I, you didn't. I didn't. I didn't. And I, I expected that as much as I expected <laughs> you to go into whatever that thing was for the advert for cereal. For 20 minute cereal. Don't you like um, the podcast? Was that the podcast? It was for the podcast. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Sarah Koenig got us on it. Sarah Koenig. Yeah. Sarah wow. Koenig. That's a pretty the big deal. The real big cheese. That's a pretty big deal. Uh, cheese made from cashews. Mm-hmm. Vegan cheese. I, I, I think, though, like. Uh, Welcome back! <laughs> was that another advert that we were doing for cheese? <laughs> was that, did you somehow pull me into an advert for cheese without me even telling me? You're good. You're very good. That's why we're on BBC 55.5. Okay, okay. All right. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, okay, I, I don't want to talk about... Let's not talk about the rape anymore, okay? No. Let's talk about Alex. Let's talk about Alex Delage, the character, who's a uh, uh, a 17-year-old boy who... He's uh, 15. That's right, he's 15... Sorry, you were absolutely right. Fifteen years well, old. Well, you know that's large. really irregular that you might think he's seventeen. Well, you that's want, very why do you want him to be seventeen? I don't want him to be seventeen. Well, he's uh, obviously a Freudian slip of sorts. What do you? Are you? Do you hope to hmm. maybe court a young boy who's seventeen? Where are you getting this from? I heard it on the grapevine. <laughs> what? What are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? I actually disagree. What grapevine is what? Who's been spreading scurrilous rumours about me and my proclivities? Wait, well, we're in a WhatsApp group with yes. this person called uh, Alice Burden, mm-hmm. and she knows all the best rumours. All the best rumours. A lot of people who aren't on this show are being name-checked today. <laughs> but uh, carry on, carry on. Uh, uh, and they do, she does a podcast yes. with... Um, Paul Thomas Schaefer Anderson and, and Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> oh yeah, well, he does Paul Thomas Schaefer Anderson. Okay, Paul Schaefer no, and right. Paul Thomas Paul Schaefer and Paul Thomas wow. Anderson. And it's called the Grapevine. This is sort of synchronicity and I expect from people who share hallucinations. <laughs> and it's a discussion of your private life. That's not cool. I'd like to say right now that um, these are all lies. <laughs> Absolute lies. I don't even know anybody called Paul Schaefer Thomas Anderson. No, Paul it's Schaefer. two separate people, you see. Both Pauls. Paul Schaefer, who you might not have known, wrote Taxi Driver. Okay. That's Paul. Paul Th- no, that's Paul Schrader. No, Paul, Sh- <laughs> Paul Schaefer is the uh, band leader on Dave Letton's show. <laughs> 
So yeah. I, but I don't know him. I don't know who he is. I don't know him. No, Paul's Paul. I know yeah. who he is, but I don't know him. Yeah, well, Paul Schaefer's obviously the main Paul. Yeah, okay, the main Paul. But right? then Paul Schrader comes in. So he's involved as well. <laughs> on every other episode. Yeah. Every episode. How does he? How do these people know these? And when he's and when he's doing the podcast, he also leads the band on. Dave Letterman. So he, so he, he, he changes his name. He drops the R and adds an F and says, "I'm a band leader now." Okay. Uh, I'm going to talk about your private life. I don't want to talk about my private life because it's none, nobody's business. But I can tell it's like, their business. They make I, a lot of money off it. No, that's all, it's lies. They make lies up about me. I like the idea that the milk had the drugs in it. Yeah. Thought we could maybe do some drugs milk now. <laughs> well, that's not how book clubs work. You don't read something and say, let's do that. I mean, really? you're true. Because I, I read a World War II book yeah. and then I killed a German. <laughs> what was World War II book? www.worldwar2. And when we did that book about cakes, we all had cakes. Like in the book. Yeah. When did we do that? When did we do a show about cakes? You weren't there. It was me, Mark. Kirsty Gilliam, Terry Gilliam, and Kirst- Johnny Gilliam. Kirsty okay. Young. Okay. Kirsty Young as well. Right. Kirsty Gilliam, Terry Gilliam, Johnny Gilliam, right. and Kirsty Young. Right. And right. we were there and we read a book about cakes. Yeah, it was Paul Schrader and Paul Schaefer <laughs> there? No, 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 and then sure. we, we were reading I noticed that you've gone for the Gilliam, the second name, that they're all the same rather than the first names, they're all the same. Probably a bit easier, like, so you don't confuse people. I'm guessing on the cake show. Was Gillian Jacobs mm, and mm. Gillian Jacobs. Right, okay. Cool, <laughs> cool. Two of them! Love and we discussed episode. cake! Open brackets, cake, comma, number one. Close brackets. Yeah, that was great, but That's I recommend by it. J. Bergston. Okay, well, <laughs> that was a lot of names and a lot of information. Um, didn't really go anywhere, but I'm glad you said them. Um, oh, I yeah, wanted yeah, cake. Uh, I wanted to get back to the point, my original point, which is about this... Um, no, we're having drugs milk. No, we're not having <laughs> drugs milk. I don't have any drugs. And I don't have... Well, I have some milk, but I've... Do you have free. no drugs too? I don't have any... Not on the air. On the air, Mark. Come on. Oh, I'm Stop sorry. Quit blowing up my spot. Um, but no, no drugs. Faking that is straight edge. All the way. Um, oh, it's part of the funky guy there. life. But no, what I wanted to say is essentially... Axel is a bit of a bad boy. He's a bit of a bad boy. He's, he's very 15 bad years boy. old and he's like doing all this sort of like, like violence, ultra violence in the in and out, as he says. But there is a sort of, would you say there's a redemptive element in the fact that he really loves classical music like Beethoven? No. It's not redemptive. So did Hitler. That's true. Oh. Yeah, and if Hitler did something, then it's definitely wrong. Like Hitler yeah. was a vegetarian. So there ergo, ergo. Also, right. Hitler was a man. That's bad. Ergo, yeah. be a woman yeah. and you're safe. And also Hitler had sex with Ava Braun. Ergo, chop your dick off. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I fucked up one then. <laughs> when did that Did you chop your dick off, Mark? <laughs> no. Oh, no, he had sex with Ava Braun. I had sex with Ava Braun. I'm interested when that happened, though, because if you were, if you were 12 in the 60s, then you either started very early or you basically just had it out with some ashes. <laughs> bit, bit of both. Bit of both, okay, okay. That's fair enough. Makes sense. Uh, uh, so we're saying that, like, why, what do you think is the uh, the uh, point of having Alex be this sort of a 
violent little thug who also loves Beethoven. When you th- what, what, what does that elicit from you as a response as a reader? Um, I guess it makes me hate Beethoven. Really? You go so far as to say yeah. that? I don't think the type of music one listens to really defines one. Does it? Oh, no, I'm not saying it defines you, but does it reveal something about your character? So if no, I think if you'd been listening to a load of all the old hip hops, yeah, would have you gone? Oh, he's definitely a wrong one then. No, that's that's a very good point. That's a very good point. I think it's interesting that like uh, um, we bring up this issue of like um, uh, outwardly so called thuggish music uh, is meant to be a reflection of somebody's negative character. Uh, and how, and whether art in itself should be a reflection of anybody's sort of, uh, of the type of human being they are. And I think that's the point that Anti Burgess is making though. This guy listens to Beethoven, but doesn't necessarily make him a good person. No. But it does reveal something that, like, you would not have assumed about the character. Never assume. That's true. It makes an ass out of you. Yes. And me. Um, that's the that's our cat's fr- phrase. Catchphrase. Um, I, I think it's it's interesting. <laughs> it's un- interesting actually. I wanted to say something about how uh, Burgess writes about uh, Alex's reaction to the music of Beethoven because it seems he slightly implied that uh, Alex might suffer from well, not suffer, but he might have synesthesia, which is mm. the uh, uh, the uh, phenomenon by which when people hear music or hear certain sounds and they get a visual component, they hallucinate. I mean, I just wanted to get your sort of like uh, your input on this. Like, do you think that um, Alex is mildly synesthetic, and what does that mean? Again, how does it affect your reading of his character? Yeah, well, obviously the milk drugs have quite a lot to do with it. <laughs> maybe that's yeah. Maybe he isn't. Maybe he's just off his nut. The guy's yeah. off his nut, constantly off his drinking nut. milk. Off his nut milk. Off his nut milk. He's not even drinking. He's just drunk off nut. He's probably milk. drinking like <laughs> cow's milk or. Beet juice milk. Or jam milk. Yes. (laughs) That's a problem. And and if someone's already taking milk drugs, uh, it's hard to tell really what's going on with them. Yeah, because our our hallucinations... Very offensive, actually, that you'd say that, because our hallucinations are entirely sane. Yeah. Look, there's a James Brown. Oh, look, (laughs) that is James Brown. Doing a dance. Mm, that Selling people like to get up and get on up. I like how your your uh, hallucinations of people are really in character. James Brown dancing, Harren telling you to fuck off, and what about you? That's just so on message and on brand for both those people, um, which is cr- crazy because usually when people have hallucinations, it's about people doing something that they never do. Really. I heard James Brown never danced. <laughs> no, you're that wrong. That was just yeah. how he walked. Oh, oh, I see. That's, that's what you thought. No, no, he walked like a human being. Um, he danced. He actually danced. He was walked a very like good an Egyptian. No, that's a, that's a, that's by the Bangles. Um, talk like a Tunisian. That's not a song. Um, <laughs> it's not like a Egyptian. <laughs> talk like a Tunisian. Walk like an Egyptian. Talk like a Tunisian. And we're walk back. Walk like an Egyptian. <laughs> Oh, this is another another advert. No, it's the end of the song. Now. Okay, okay. <laughs> and we're back. There's a good little advert there for uh, Simon Mayo and Mark Cuckmo. <laughs> Doing what, though? <laughs> 
singing this song. We're going on so, Yeah, go. So that's the advert, and you didn't mention your names. You didn't mention what you did, and you didn't mention where you could be found. You just play that on the radio. You just hear a song about. Hmm, I guess they want me to walk like an Egyptian <laughs> and talk like a Tunisian. I'm not sure who they are. But whatever you say, Radio, whatever you say. Well, we're going on X Factor, you see. See, this is all information you should put in the advert. <laughs> rather than just a sound clip of you just we, we went on, singing like that. We went on individually. Yeah. But uh, Simon Cowell thought it would be good as a as a pop group. He so, recognised us from the show. So he's put us and a teenager from... And Oli Merz. And Oli okay, Merz. Okay. We, but we stand on Oli Merz teen- like a surfboard yeah, the whole time. A teenager yeah. from Oli Merz, yes. Well, best of luck with that. Um, <laughs> probably work on your advert. Also, I didn't realise acts that went on X Factor could pay for adverts for themselves. <laughs> didn't realise that you could Anyone do can do anything, Shin. Was it like just literally <laughs> the Susan Susan Boyle's advert was like, walk no, she like was an br- Egyptian, <laughs> talk like a Tunisian. Who was that? Don't know. Better watch X Factor and find out more, I guess. She was on uh, Britain's Got Talent, actually. Oh, that's that's very true. Sorry, my, my mistake. My sorry. She wouldn't have got on X Factor. <laughs> Cuck. Cuck. Yes. Um... I think this guy, Chin. Excuse me, one second. Okay, I'll just sign over here. this guy, Chin, is a dumb piece of shit. Your voice has changed. You've got a significantly posher. <laughs> well, he's a, he's a right twat. Okay. All right, okay. So, I think we should murder him. <laughs> All right. And I've hallucinated Freddy from the Friday the 13th film so he can help. Freddy, will you murder Tim with us? Okay, I'll murder Tim with you! Oh, they don't normally speak. That means it's real. <laughs> nice. Uh, back to the... Okay, and we're back. Uh, that was an advert. Don't worry. Um, so I, was, I was wondering if this was going to be another advert. I'm not sure what you're selling this time. Didn't have a catchy song this time, though. Drugs milk. Uh, don't turn around. Don't worry. There's no one behind you with a big hand. Okay. <laughs> with a big hand. With a... <laughs> one of those foam hands. Okay, um, you know what? You know what? Um, I'm a big believer in the power of uh, reverse psychology. So, I will turn around. Oh no, don't do that. (gasps) There's nobody there. It turns out it wasn't, maybe maybe it wasn't. I don't know what that was about, (laughs) people, but uh, you guys, I'm really warming warming to this, this... this this dynamic you have of randomly bursting into adverts, uh, uh, seemingly unprompted uh, adverts for products which apparently involve murdering me. Um, I don't know. I, I, oh, it's our biggest seller. I mean, you know what? Like, whatever. I believe in free market capitalism. I don't have to buy it. You know, if it's a product, I mean, if I don't like it, I have to spend my money on it. You know, no. uh, even if it is targeting my death. Specifically, I just vote with my wallet and say, yeah. no, not for me. Um, you have to actually bring your uh, passport or another form of identity to the voting sure. booth now. You can't use your wallet. Oh, oh, really? Okay. So I have to vote for my passport and my wallet. You have to yeah. vote for your passport no, no, you or your wallet. You can only get one or the you other. You can only one or the other. Okay, okay. That's how democracy works. Okay. Um, okay. Let's, let's get back. When are we going to talk about this drugs now? I was going to talk about some the, the, the crux of this book, which is essentially uh, about the battle 
for this young boy's m- moral code, effectively. Moral compass. Well, this is the idea. Moral yeah. soul. I've been asking you so many questions about Alex the Large, because I just want to get your handle. Do you think Alex is a, a bad human being? And if you believe he's an, a bad human being, do you think he's worth saving and capable of being saved? And if so, is the Ludovico technique the way to do it? Um, of course, which is basically forcing a boy who is got these violent impulses to be a good person by using what is effectively uh, aversion therapy. Um, now it's brainwashing, isn't it? Well, yeah, in some ways, it's, uh, it's psychological torture. Without we a doubt. were brainwashed, and we, we turned out fine. We turned out very fine. <laughs> who brainwashed you? Well, there was a man called Mister Pennybags, mm-hmm. and he didn't want us to ever. Do a little jig. <laughs> he was offended by the idea of us doing a little jig. So now if you ever ask us to do a little jig, we'll be violently sick. Okay. It seems like a lot of effort to prevent two boys from dancing, but why Why was he so offended by this? Why no, we're allowed to dance. Well, okay. But like, if we're going to do a jig, it's got to be quite a big jig. How, how does your, how does your, uh, your brainwashed brain know when you're doing a jig and when you're just doing a dance? Oh, it's obvious. It's like, is it that obvious? I mean, I, what's this the difference? This guy doesn't even know what a jig is. Yeah, well, what's the difference between a dance the and a jig? Up. Right, right. So what's the difference between... <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. I looked up. You did look up. Physical joke. <laughs> okay. But what's the difference between a, a, a quick little dance and a little jig? Well, we can't demonstrate because we're not. No, I'm not asking you to demonstrate. In fact, just thinking about it. No! Alright, alright, alright. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. <laughs> 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 Let's <laughs> 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 well, go to an advert break just to cover up whilst being sick. <laughs> Are you hungry? Do you want something to eat? Cereal. Well, I'm 20 minutes. Yeah? <laughs> okay. Coming up soon, cereal. 20 minutes. And we're back. Oh, okay. Right. This is going to be um, very hard to keep having this discussion if you keep cutting to advert breaks. So like, can we just call it with the advert breaks for the time being? We probably... We... Yeah. <laughs> I won't... Tell you, tell you what. Yeah, you don't do any more advert breaks and I won't make you think about that thing. Okay? Oh, it makes you go... Oh, Jesus. That's terrible. It was just normal. He was... Oh, okay. That was just, that yeah, was just did, normal vomit. Yeah, two pounds of raw prawns. <laughs> oh, that's probably going to be the problem then. Yeah. yeah but to... Like... Two pounds sterling. So it was actually only about <laughs> okay. four prawns. So we bought them from Aldi's. Very cheap. They were frozen. Though. They're good. Aldi's. That was a good. bad idea. All right. Like, I, okay. So you have been brainwashed. You've been subjected to some sort of like psychological torture by Mister Pennybags. Um, and I've got this image in my mind of Mister Pennybags being like some sort of car- evil cartoon billionaire. <laughs> what do they look like? Um, you had you had brown shoes. <laughs> Brown trousers and a brown tuxedo suit and a brown shirt and a brown briefcase. Okay, brown briefcase. So you just described things that he wore. Um, <laughs> and he was and brown hair. Okay, he was okay. perfectly spherical. Oh, wow! Half his that. head, obviously. Yeah, which was which was a triangle. <laughs> 
Wow. Okay, sounds like a sounds like a person that you definitely catch your eye if he were walking down the street or rolling down the street. He would with his triangle head. Oh yeah, really. Um, did you ever find out why he did this to you? He was oh, how, did, how did you know you? How did you get in contact with him? He was him? the first producer from our radio show. So he did this to you while she was still doing radio shows? He did it to us live on air. Oh my goodness. Wow. Because we kept on doing little jigs. <laughs> God. Oh, stop, ah. stop, 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 stop. All right, all right. That's, uh, that's terrible. That sounds absolutely awful. I'm really sorry that happened to you. But that was it. He just he just did it because he was motivated by the idea of, I guess, making you more productive. You wanted to control. Yeah. Us. That's very true. This is... Okay, so this is part of like um, what I'm thinking. Like Your personal take on um, on the Ludovico technique in the Clockwork Orange. Do you think, Alex... Do you think it's it's something that is morally right to do to Alex DeLarge? Um, I think it's morally ambivalent. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, well, <laughs> wait, you think that like subjecting this 15 year old boy to a similar sort of pro- process of brainwashing that you were subjected to is morally ambivalent? Well, we have been more productive since the brainwashing. Well, I'm not yeah, saying we've stopped you murdering know. all those people we've as well. Murdering all those people. Wait, you murdered people? Yeah, by doing little jigs on their heads. That. 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 So you can't murder people anymore? Well, we can. We have to use different methods. Now we just do, like, mostly... <laughs> mostly just, like, terrorist attacks. <laughs> so what about Mr. Pennybags? He was only interested in you to stop <laughs> doing jigs because it wasn't it wasn't productive. Not because you were murdering people. He was no, cool with the murder. He was, wasn't fact, cool. He was financing the murder. Okay, really. that's fine. But he just he just didn't like how we were going about it. He kept asking us, could you please not do it in that way? Mr. Pennybags said, I need you to review like Star Trek The Next Generation, the movie. Could you stop doing a little jig on that man's head? <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, this man has priorities on straight. Um... Okay, but did he? Okay, was your brainwashing similar to Alex's though? Because um, in, in Alex's um, aversion therapy, they deliberately use things that um, he loves uh, as a way to, um, uh, cor- to 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 get into his mindset. So at one point, they're showing him images of violent, sickening things whilst playing Beethoven's Fifth. And mm-hmm. as we've established, he's a big fan of the old Beethoven, um, and he. Breaks down in tears and has a near breakdown because of the, uh, he thinks it's absolutely monstrous that they're basically ruining one of his favorite things ever. Did they ever do anything to that, like that to you? Um, they played all of my favorite films Why at the same time. Whilst you, whilst you were watching, so they had films of your favorite films whilst you were watching images of people <laughs> doing jigs. I don't know. Like, what, what, <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Yes. Yes, that's what they did. I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, okay. So Got it in one. Okay. What about? Well, how did? Were, were your favorite films the same favorite films as Simon? Then how did they know what? No, we've got different favorite. They showed all of mine. They did. They, they didn't feel that he uh, liked films enough to do that sort of thing. Uh, so what did they use on you, Simon? Uh, he murdered my kids. <laughs> you had kids at this point. Yes, I thought you were kids <laughs> at the time. Yeah, kids know. raising kids. Okay. Do you know what they say? Mm. Well, they played enough. all my favorite films, like American Beauty. Mm-hmm. They played. They played The Handmaiden. Mm. They played Leviathan. Oh, which version of the Le- Leviathan? The Russian film or the, the Russian film? Oh, okay, okay. They played 
uh, Enemy. They played a royal affair. They played Lady Macbeth. Uh, they played Frida Kahlo. Okay, I, I get the point. There's some good movies in there. Uh, but it seems a bit unfair that they played all those films for you and they killed <laughs> Simon's kids. Very disobedient. <laughs> I feel like you're really glossing over the fact that, like, Simon, your, your, your good but friend Simon's kids film. were killed. Um, to be honest, I'm not that bothered about it. <laughs> you, you, but, so, did it work then? <laughs> like, you're not that bothered about it? I didn't really like my kids much. So, why did they. Why did well, they I didn't... really loved all those films. Yeah, that doesn't. Played seem... husbands and wives. Okay. Um, that's a good film. Uh, but no, that just seems, doesn't seem quite. Fair that they use these different methods, and it seems to me that if you weren't that bothered about your kids being killed, then why would it work as a form of aversion therapy? Um, well, I suppose I minded at the beginning, <laughs> and as they kind of got through with it, I they did. were very pathetic about being murdered. Yeah, they didn't seem to what mind. You mean they were very much. pathetic of being like uh, yes. murdered? Um, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm really sorry to hear that your your, your kids. Uh, uh, that Mr. Pennybags murdered your kids. I was too young to have kids. Yes. So really, he was. So in the, in some ways, your kids being murdered gave you a, a, a second chance in many ways. Yeah, I wouldn't have the radio show for now. That's uh, right. uh, are, are, are you married now? Yes. Do you have kids now? I'm married to uh, a woman called uh, the teacher house, the good teacher outside. So that was um, Mark's <laughs> wife. Yeah, oh. but he's a cuck. So I. <laughs> So I just oh, fuck his wife. Where do you think his name comes from? Mark. Oh, Mark. so it's, so that's not actually his name. I just assumed that was actually no, that your is name. my name. It's just a coincidence <laughs> that I'm also into cuckolding. No, no one has said to tell me. No, he's not Mark. You're, you're just, it's more of a common law wife. <laughs> it, would, it would be cuckolding if you were married to her and I was not married to her. <laughs> So you're, you're cucking yourself in some ways. <laughs> That's in that case. Well, yeah, he's in cuck mode. Okay. Yeah. I have to engage cuck mode. <laughs> cuck that... mode engaged. <laughs> oh, oh I'll, be, I'll be off then. Oh, wait, where are you going? To fuck his wife. Oh, okay. Okay, can I watch? Is that part of your thing? No. Oh, no. Okay. Right, it's never right. been part of it. The chin tea watching. What specific people have to do this thing? <laughs> I, I did hear that you do like to do that on the the podcast. Yeah, your podcast called. is pretty sick. And my podcast your is pretty uh, pretty. Uh, look, it's not sick. It's what's, just progressive. What's the podcast by Paul Schrader and Paul Thomas Hansen called again? I've forgotten. Uh, that, I think it's just called Bored Podcast. It's not a podcast, it's a WhatsApp thread. I don't like it. It's not a podcast. Unless everything's a podcast these days. Yeah. Well, what is a WhatsApp thread? Well, I don't know, exactly. It's, it's, just, a, it's just a podcast on your a phone. A legible podcast. Yeah. Right, um, fellas, 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 look, like, like, before you go off to, uh, have sex with Mark's wife, um, I'm, and hopefully let me watch as well, I, I need to get, um, some of your thoughts on the ending of this book. Uh, Alex is le- goes out of prison and now having had the Ludovico technique uh, uh, b- been successful on him, he's unable to act upon any violent uh, urges at all. And in many ways, he becomes the idea of this docile, law-abiding citizen. Unfortunately, it all goes wrong when the man that whose wife he sexually assaulted and ended up killing, um, manslaughter, finds him 
and uh, after a chance encounter and decides to torture him. And Alex is absolutely unable to defend himself because he's just been rendered into this sort of like pliable person. Now, do you condone the acts of this man after he finds Alex again? Uh, the guy who is a, who's said to be a cultured writer, but after having lived through this atrocity that was acted upon him, he thinks no, nothing less of, of sub- subjecting Alex, who is at this point only about 16, 17, like still a young boy, mm-hmm. to, uh, to being tortured. Um, and he knows that, like, um, Alex can't defend himself. Um, he, he's been reading the papers about how, like, um, he's been subjected to the ego technique. At this point, do you find, like, his actions sympathetic, or do you think he's crossed the line here? I think he's morally ambivalent, really. A little bit of both. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually in agreement and disagreement. Mm, that's unusual. That is very unusual. It feels like it goes against your dynamic. What's happening here? Yeah, well, mm. I don't really know. Um, oh, I think, I don't know. It's fine, isn't it? Yeah, it's mm. fine. You know, my philosophy is an eye for an eye. Mm-hmm. A mind's a pie for a pie. <laughs> Sounds like it's the same sort of philosophy, <laughs> but with just different objects, really. No, no, his philosophy is more about exchange rates. I yeah, get good, good. Tell him what his philosophy <laughs> is, yeah. Okay. I want to get my pie. Yeah. For another one. Right, right. He's trading up, you know, that, that, that book where someone traded a paperclip for a house. Right. I want to get a pie. For another pie. For another pie. <laughs> He's just doing that with pies. But yours is eye for an eye. Yeah, so mine's is, more about revenge. Yeah, but his is more about trading. <laughs> Unless, I, I, see, I see you're trading revenge, though. It's a similar sort of idea. Yeah, I think if someone stabs you in the eye, you should stab them in the eye. Okay, okay. And if someone stabs you in the leg, yeah. you should stab them in the leg. Okay. What if somebody uh, pied you in the face? Well, I think you should get another pie. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got two. You've got to give them a pie because the pie. <laughs> so you got the pie in your face and another pie. In your hands. What did he? What did he? Flips that pie. Well, that's pie what they decided to do with their pie. How are you? What are you? What, what are you meant to do? That if someone decides to smash a pie in your head, yeah, fine. Yeah. But you don't need to smash your pie in their head. Yeah. So you. No, t- it's ridiculous. So you turn. So what you're saying? Turn the other cheek. A pie for a pie makes the whole world pie. Pie. Isn't that what you want, though? <laughs> you like pie, so why not? Well, I think... I think. That, Wait, are you, I, I, I'm very confused. Are you now sort of <laughs> rejecting your own philosophy? I don't understand. It's not that you wanted pie for pie. Now you're saying, like, I don't want pie for pie because it makes the whole world a pie. So I don't, I don't really know where you're coming from. Uh, so. Well, uh, I think that you need to realise where we're at in culture. Yeah, you need to realise that, Chin. And you need to realise that when Thanos clicked his fingers, the Black um, Avengers also disappeared. He did. He did. Um, this hasn't really answered my question about like whether what that guy did was right or wrong. There's <laughs> milk laced with drugs, and he was probably on drugs milk as well. Probably on drugs. Okay. I think what he did was fine. Okay, you thought he Given was fine. Given the circumstances. Because you're eye for an eye, right? Eye for an eye. Yeah. Well, well, I didn't, really, you should have got let him get married and then enforceably had sex with the <laughs> God damn. Yeah. That's so exactly. Just, just, the, the, yeah. Well, well you would say that because you're, you're, you're in cuck mode at that point, <laughs> aren't you? So, uh, I'll, I'll disengage cuck mode. <laughs> you disengage cuck mode, yeah. disengage. Okay, okay. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> what was... <laughs> 
Wow. I sound, I sound, I sound like there's another. I am a robot now. <laughs> what? Yeah, so, wait, wait, wait. When he disengages cock mode, he becomes a robot. Okay, alright. I don't. Does this ever happen in the show? Does this ever happen in the show? How do you yeah, every episode. Every it episode. happens every episode. He disengages cut mode and becomes a I understand robot. why this is such a big deal. Um, I, I actually think, in my uh, view, the book was uh, right to do that. Okay. To have this guy enact some revenge on yeah. Alex. Yeah. Okay. I think he deserves it. You're, you're on his side. Because, you know, like, or we could have just given him a pie. So or he could have blasted him with lasers. <laughs> Oh, whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa, no, 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 no. Stop shooting your lasers in my house. Yeah, you don't want to get hit by those lasers. They're I'm very hot. Well, no, I assume they're, they're, they're lasers. They're not going to be good for anybody. Like, please, please. Please, Mark, I hate to say this, but... <laughs> can you re-engage cuck mode? I don't like this. Wait, we need to, know, we need to give the password. Okay, good fight. Bubble bubble That's the password. Cuck mode engaged. Oh, back in Michael. Michael. Oh, cuck mode. So, cock mode, mode is engaged by a password, not by the act of you having sex with his wife. Oh, you did do that. Yeah, He's under the, the, the table. So that's who's under my table. Is your wife? Yeah, she's very quiet. She's very it's, quiet. It's a good teacher outside. She's very quiet. And oh, you're, ver- good- you're a very quiet lovemaker as well. Like, very quick lovemaker. Quick, quiet, he, I barely even knew. He's the most efficient cucker in the land. Wow. He can okay. cuck someone a hundred times in a minute. Wow. Yeah. So. A hundred times in a minute. It's like a hummingbird. Wow, that's amazing. A humping bird. A humping bird. <laughs> I make that sound. I make... <laughs> he's been making that sound throughout the episode. Didn't hear it. Didn't hear it. No, translate it down. Also, 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 go, also goes against my initial assessment of him being very quiet. Because <laughs> that was quite loud, actually. But, it's because uh, we put cotton ears in your... Cotton ears. <laughs> put cotton ears in my butts. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's good. I think we're ready to sum up our thoughts on the Clockwork Orange. Um, so... Go, uh, this is an interesting little bit of trivia. Uh, uh, the co- uh, Clockwork Orange, the movie... Ends with a moment which Alex That's looks up. That's a title as well. A Clockwork Orange, the movie. The movie, yeah. Um, it's, it ends with uh, Alex effectively uh, being rescued and the government removing his uh, uh, conditioning because they, th- they realise, oh, we've just made this useless jellyfish of a man who can't defend himself. Been a lot of like, disagreements of how efficacious the uh, Ludovico technique is anyway. So they remove it and he goes back and returns to society and they declare him cured. The movie ends with a close up of Malcolm McDowell looking at the camera, this sneaky grin in his face, and the voiceover says, Oh, yes, I was cured. And it leaves you thinking, Hey, wait a minute. I don't think he is cured because he's got that scary smile on his face. It's a scary smile guy. It is guy. a scary smile guy. But the book ends not there, goes a bit further. Alex is actually like trying to adjust to his life. He realizes he doesn't actually want to do ultra violence and the old in and that anymore because he finds it boring because he's grown up and he meets one of his, um, one of the last Drews that didn't become a, uh, uh, a policeman, um, who is now, um, happily married and 
there's a suggestion. And he sleeps with his wife. <laughs> well, it's it's heavily implied. He looks at the he looks at the camera, even though it's a book. He looks at the camera and says, "And I fucked his wife." And he says with a scary it's, smile. It's very heavy. It's very heavy. It's very heavily implied. With that last sentence, <laughs> and I fucked his wife, dear either. But, but the, the 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 other implication is that like I'm Alex has grown up now. Uh, he the idea that. For all the efforts of the government to uh, yeah. try to control human yeah. nature, yeah. sometimes these things work themselves out. Do you think? Do you, do you agree with that assessment, or do, what, do you have your own interpretation of what that scene means at the end? Um, we don't really like to comment. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, my interpretation is that he's just seen a tasty cam- fish off camera. <laughs> Yeah, even though it's a book, yeah, he see, he says, "I just saw a tasty fish off camera," which is why I'm looking off camera, even though this is a book. Yeah, yes, I uh, uh, I actually agree, but I think he has seen a really tasty fish. So, so when he said, and that's when I looked off camera and said, "That's when I fucked his wife." He actually meant. I, I've just seen the taste of fish. No, he yeah, sea bream. Yeah, he also did both. Okay, <laughs> but like, uh, uh, why not both? Okay, so the moral of the story is: if you see a Red Zeppelin. Okay, so so what's the moral of the story then? What's the moral of the story? That really life's all a box of chocolates. <laughs> no, I don't know. If that's the moral of this story. I don't know where you got that analogy from either. Well, how does that apply? Life is like a box of chocolates. Well, every. Different chocolates. Some chocolates are more popular than others. And sometimes you get Terry's chocolate orange. Yes. Yes. And it has a cog inside of it. <laughs> it has a cog inside. Dawn French comes up and looks at you, gives a scary smile, says, gonna fuck your wife too. <laughs> now, if I had a pound every time... My wife is Dawn French. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, I... Th- I don't know if I... You have two pounds, just to answer your previous statement. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I would, yeah. I, um, I'm not sure if I agree with your assessment of this ending. I don't know. It's, 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 uh, it's what don't you agree about, specifically? <laughs> well, the it? fact that... that specifically, <laughs> well, the, the, the line, uh, life is like a box of chocolates. Like, it's... I don't think it applies to a, cho- uh, to a clockwork orange. Um... I don't think it applies to uh, the essential nature of mankind. I let me bring it back to uh, ha- uh, to another book, which is about the uh, innate sort of like uh, uh, idea of original sin: is man born inherently evil? Bible. Like, uh, no, well, that's a good place to start. But no, uh, Lord of the Flies, which is yes. also about a bunch of boys who are kind of savagery, and the idea that like if left to our own devices, human beings will become savages. And mm. a Clockwork Orange is interesting in the way that Burgess takes the view of like everything that happens to Alex to cure him of his um, uh, essential savagery and thuggishness is pointless because it's all seen as basically part of the process of once he grows up and realizes and is able to contextualize his past actions with an adult mindset, he becomes a better person. Yes. Morality is not something that can be programmed into you or forced into you. It's something that you have to develop over time and with perspective. Mm, I don't agree. Yeah, I disagree as well. <laughs> I think that um, morality strange. is brought to you by a man called Mr. Pennybags <laughs> as a triangular head and brown clothes. Yeah, that's where I got all my moral code from. Yeah, we know a pie for a pie and an eye for an eye because Mr. Pennybags. Before that, we were just running around the streets of Manchester. 
Oh, duh. that's um, it's a very kick, sad story. We'd kick over cans. We yeah, didn't we care. Do, do we'd kick paper cups. We yeah, the people care. gave us water. Yeah, we'd knock them out of their hands. <laughs> They'd be like, would you like some water to help you on your paraffin? <laughs> we'd go, no! <laughs> and we'd smack them, smack the water out of their hands. One time I even stole a cup of water from them. So, so it sounds like you were little shits, basically. <laughs> little marathon runners. One Fair time enough. I spat on a man when he was walking under a bridge, and I was over the bridge, and I spat on his head. You used a really long straw. <laughs> and Mr. Pennybags put a stop to all of that. So what did your parents think about this? So what oh, were your parents, parents listening well, to? Well, our parents <laughs> is Mr. Pennybags. <laughs> Yeah, we're actually brothers. I don't know why this has oh, never been mentioned. Yeah, I would have said that. I assumed that you were two different people. Because you, you were born with the brothers, name... Brothers you, are different yeah, people. Well, you can say that. That's true. That's very true. Technically, you're correct. We have different mothers. <laughs> okay. Our fathers both Mr. Pennybags. My father, so my would you both is... have the same surname then? No, because we got our mother's surname. Oh, easier. okay. So yeah. your your mother's surname was Mayo, and yours was Cockman. <laughs> Engaged. No, that's not. That's not even your, pa- your password. Oh, come on. I was just doing a bit there. Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. Good one, bro. Good one, good one. Um, right, um, folks, we are. We're running a little bit over. So what I'm going to do is that I'm going to ask you to uh, combine your thoughts on this book and give your notes and thoughts on how you would have improved. But I think the best way for us to do that is probably to use our our fraternal um, connection and just alternate which word we say next. (laughs) Well, if you want to. but uh, That is what we want. Okay, well, in that case, get ready because we're going to go into the section that we call notes. What an invention this has been today. I, I, I feel a bit bad. I felt I could, I could have asked you more questions about how it felt to be brothers. But, uh, yeah, we're not really forthcoming about that stuff. Yeah, why, why, I don't know why. You keep it like very, very secret. Yeah. We're going to ask you to edit that out. <laughs> we don't want the secret getting out. Oh, well, we'll see, we'll see. I mean, for... A couple of brothers don't even look that much alike either. Yeah, well, I'm I'm two inches tall. Two and inches tall, and he's fifty-eight inches tall. That's a, yeah, exactly. This is a <laughs> we use different measurements. Yeah, people we who, use a logarithmic scale, a reverse logarithmic scale. Okay, so <laughs> Soyman and Mark, what did you think of a Clockwork Orange, and how do you think it could have been improved, if at all? We. Thought it couldn't <laughs> improved at all. It was so bad <laughs> that it was irredeemable in the all <laughs> ways and not <laughs> any good ways. <laughs> There! So. Ta-da! Wow, that's a bad review. <laughs> okay, so. What did we say again? You said that it couldn't be improved in the all ways. <laughs> at all. <laughs> so. Yeah, that sounds like that. So you can't improve this book that you hated? We hated it so much. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, sorry. We. Hated it <laughs> so much. Okay, okay. okay. Your. Grace. 
All right, cool. That's really disappointing because I think this book is an absolute stone cold banger. It's just one of the greatest things that's ever been committed to the English language and one of the best science fiction books of all time. And you didn't feel it? You didn't, well, what did you hate so much about it? We didn't. Like. <laughs> anything about it. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the end with the milk was unjustified there was and no, didn't make sense. There was, what do you mean, the, the end with the milk? What happened with the, at the end with the milk? Milk was all over the floor. <laughs> and so you didn't think that was justified? Why did he... Milk being on the floor was not justified. <laughs> the milk stopped being funny <laughs> in all timelines including this Avengers movie <laughs> oh, time for an advert break for the new Avengers film hey you are you bored of having only 60 superheroes want 30 because their half have got killed Come watch Serial, the podcast. It's in 30 minutes. <laughs> and we're back. Okay, right. That, that, okay, let me get. Let me back up a bit. Let me back up a bit. Is this how you end all your film review shows? Like, you just well, talk about the film, and then you give your verdict by alternating between the two, like, of you. Well, I we thought, start I with a bit of banter, and then we go on to the reviews. And we do the film. Which go more like that. We do the top ten films of the week, which I tell my thoughts on. <laughs> and then, for the reviews, we do that. Jesus. That People seems... loved our Sex in the City 2 review. Okay. What was that like? Well, we, we, got, we got the clip here. Okay. Roll that clip. <laughs> Sex. And <laughs> City 2. Was. Really. Shit. And. Bad and awful and terrible and abysmal and dreadful and unbelievably bad. Also, it it was not very justified. It was all was crazy. That's it. Shall we go to Burger King now? Yes. Great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we're back. Um, there's only one word to describe that. Interminable. <laughs> really? Well, I don't really understand what was so difficult to follow. We thought that, we thought that sex and Oh, no, I understood. Was I very understood. bad. I, I understood what it was about. It wasn't hard to understand. And then we were hungry, so we went to get a burger cake. I understand I, what was going I, on. I, I'm I, just I, saying oh, it went on forever. That's the only problem I had. use words that are very joined together. Yeah, you used a lot of conju- <laughs> conju- conjunctions. In fact, I felt that, like, uh, for that review, for the person who's a so-called expert reviewer, um, it was Soyman who was doing most of the heavy lifting there. Well, we wrote it 
down before. Fair, fair enough. To the fair enough. So, unfortunately, and this breaks my heart to say it, right, because of your two negative votes, or really just one negative vote, I guess, because you both viewed it the same way. Um, Clockwork Orange doesn't make it into the Hall of Fame, so... Sorry about that. And you and you had no notes <laughs> to improve it either, apparently. So even though this section's called it was notes. Irredeemable. There's nothing to improve about it. I feel like you are a bit biased though. You're Why? a bit biased. Because I don't think you can give an objective view on something where the subject matter is so close to your own personal. But we experience. loved our conditioning by Well, this is a problem, I think. This is the problem. <laughs> the we love, penny bags. We yeah. love to be conditioned. I think I think I think the problem here is because you love your conditioning. My and this father. is such an anti-conditioning book. Um, mm. it's gonna always affect you. And as a result, yeah. I guess I'm gonna have to recuse your opinion. That's very rude. Well, I'm just saying you can't be you can't be uh, objective about it, you know? It's something that happened to you. Which means that I get the one vote. And I say that this was an absolutely brilliant book. It's fantastic. Um, everybody should read it. It's Boom. a classic of civilization. And as a result, it goes into the Hall of Fame. Boom. Suck on that. Boom. Hall of Fame. Yeah. This is a really good song, though. This is a great song. That, that, that last note gets more mucusier <laughs> each time I play it. Uh, fellas, it has been such an honour to talk to you today and share your thoughts. Oh, it's been a nice day for us. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it was just good to uh, get uh, the opinions of people, such esteemed film critics as yourself, even though I ultimately discounted your opinion from having yeah, worked. Yeah, it was very nice of you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, thank we you. don't usually get discounted in such a Usually such a way. we get counted. Every time we go into the studio, the producer goes, One, one two... two. Oh, we're all here. We're all here. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> uh, I guess, is there anything you'd like to plug whilst you're here? Yeah, I suppose the concept of cereal in 20 minutes. <laughs> do, do, do you want to plug that? Have you got uh, Avengers. Adverts? No more adverts. No more adverts. That's a shame. That's a shame. Our sponsors only paid for seven adverts. <laughs> was it seven? It was, probably. Okay. Well, okay. well... Thank you. That's that's great. You want to you want to plug your upcoming appearance on the X Factor as well. <laughs> yeah, but we'll let we'll do that we'll within let each other's performance. Yes, we'll let the singing talk for itself. Okay. Well. Okay. Well, I guess play us out then. Um, I, I, for, uh, my name has been Shinsi. Uh, this has been Faking Lights. Fuck uh, mode. Disengage. <laughs> keep <laughs> keep supporting your local publishers and libraries. Bye bye. I love you and. Take you out. He's shooting off missiles. <laughs> He's blowing up my roof. <laughs> He's blowing up my roof. I can end this show. Oh, is this the basement? It's a basement on the 25th floor. Um, play us out. Cock mode and mayo. <laughs> <laughs> We are cockboat and mayo. We are the cockboat and mayo show. British Airways. British Airways to the British Museum. British Airways. British Museum is getting. British Airways. Hey.